Hi there, are you fed up with your wine belly? Embarrassed about your booze boobs? Sick of waking up with a hangover? And tired of never reaching your potential? Welcome to Sober Sassy Life, the podcast for women who are looking for more out of life than the evening rendezvous with the Chardonnay. Let's banish the wine witch for good. Here's your host, Jackie Elliott. Hi everybody, welcome to uh, this episode of the Sober Sassy Life podcast and today I am going to be talking about what am I against? Am I anti-alcohol? Am I against drinking at all? For anyone or everyone, I get asked this sometimes and the answer is no, I'm not anti-alcohol or anti-drinking. If you visit my house, I won't offer you alcohol, but if you want to bring your own and drink it, then that's completely fine by me. I don't judge anybody who wants to drink. It's completely everybody's free choice. When I first quit, things were a little different. I was angry. I was really angry at booze. I was angry at the alcohol industry. But mostly, of course, I was angry at myself. And if you read my early blog posts, you will probably sense the outrage. I still do get angry at times. And you may have read a recent post of mine when I really did have a bit of a rant um, about the things that somebody had posted about addiction. And I don't apologise for that because, uh, as you will hear as I go through this podcast, I think it's important to um, to stand up when you see something that's completely wrong. But I don't get angry and rant all the time. My sense of perspective has returned. I've learned a lot. I've learned not to judge. I've learned to um, measure my response. And I am hope- hopefully a bit more self-aware than I was when I first quit drinking. So to clarify, I thought I'd, uh, in this podcast, tell you about those things that I am against. So I'm against treating addiction as one definitive experience or state. I don't believe that addiction is one state. I think it's progressive. I think it's different for everyone and it changes for everyone. It doesn't stay the same And it's definitely not dependent on the quantity of alcohol or whatever addictive substance it is that you're taking. It's not not dependent on the quantity consumed. I believe that one person can be addicted if they drink a bottle of wine on a Thursday night every week and that's it. And someone else can be addicted if they drink a, a glass a night or a bottle per night. I believe that the addicted state is more to do with how this makes you feel if it makes you feel powerless or miserable or uneasy if it affects your life in a negative way and you find it hard to stop even though you feel this way then that for me is an addictive behavior and if you want to be happy happier or healthier you need to address the problem i also believe that addiction is a combination of behavior and a physical reaction to alcohol it's both and for some people the combination may vary And in order to get over the addiction, I believe that you have to address both. You need to recover from the physical addiction, which means stopping the consumption of alcohol or whatever it is. 
and you have to address the behavior that goes along with it. And we can debate the best ways to do this, but I I still feel, strongly feel, that you have to do both. I'm very much against marketing from the alcohol industry and from the media, marketing alcohol as a stress reliever. And it's not direct advertising that I'm talking about here, although some of it is quite questionable. I'm, I'm getting a bit irritated at marketing campaigns that link beer to fitness regimes. But I am more referring here to the indirect advertising that I think has a much more persuasive and insidious effect. The portrayal of professional, sophisticated women, for example, running to uncork a bottle of wine every time they face a crisis in popular shows such as A Good Wife or Scandal, all of this is a kind of reassurance for conflicted people that drinking is okay. It's a normal reaction to a crisis. Or alcohol fuels creativity, or that booze reflects that you're a bit of an ambitious go-getter. I really object to this kind of reinforcement from, uh, from media marketing that booze and drinking is not an occasional treat or celebration, and that I have no objection to, but a prop that society can't function without. The flip side of this, of course, is that sobriety is seen as either weird or a response to a weakness. I'm also against fake news, the alternative facts, the pseudoscience, the stuff you see on Facebook or whatever social media platform you may be on. Those posts and blog posts and articles that claim, for example, that three glasses of champagne a day will keep dementia at bay or that drinking a glass of wine is the same for your health as going to the gym. I object to this crap. And I understand that people go, oh, it's just a bit of fun. No one takes it seriously. But the thing is, that's not true. People do take it seriously. When you're in the midst of denial about your dysfunctional drinking problem, these articles can reinforce your behaviour. They can give you permission to carry on. Cognitive dissonance is a state where we feel uneasy or uncomfortable because we've been exposed to some facts that counter our beliefs about ourselves. So, for example, we drink and then we hear of a recent report from Canada Health say that warns about the dangers of drinking and the increased risks of cancer. And that challenges our beliefs. It makes us shine a light for a while on our own behaviour. And that gives us this nasty, uncomfortable feeling which we want to get rid of. And we have two options to get rid of this uncomfortable feeling. We can change our behaviour which is what Health Canada would want you to do, and stop drinking, or we can find another opinion or other so-called evidence that supports our behaviour. And these fake reports or articles like the one I strongly objected to, I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, um, claiming that all you need to get rid of your dependency is a bit more meditation and a cleanse, these are the kinds of posts, this is the kind of stuff that people grab onto like straws to rationalise their drinking behaviour. And they carry on drinking. So I am really against that stuff. And I don't make any apologies for um, posting articles uh, that object to that. 
But lastly, I am also against dogma and general judginess from the sober community. So if you are listening to this on iTunes or you're reading it on your phone or your pad or your computer, I think it's safe to say that you enjoy a fairly comfortable lifestyle. And I'm not suggesting that only wealthy people listen to me, just that you have to be able to afford access to the internet and a device to connect to it. And I too, despite my financial concerns like everyone else, I'm able to get access to a wide range of resources. So I had options when I quit drinking. I live in a community that has AA, has smart groups, has internet access. I could cherry pick my uh, recovery options, if you like. I do have a Kindle, so I could download sober memoirs. And next year, when I get a bit more cash, I'll probably go to a retreat like She Recovers. I could take a yoga class if I wanted to. I have the luxury of choosing to recover in my own way that suits me. But so many people and lots of women do not have that same luxury. Poverty, abusive relationships, lack of local resources means that either addiction goes untreated or their options are really, really limited. So I don't get to criticise people's recovery options. Sure, I do have opinions about AA. I'm entitled to those. I may not choose to attend, but I and everyone else does not get to judge people who do go to AA. Some of us literally only have our own resilience and a copy of the Bible, of a Koran or, or whatever uh, spiritual literature that you ascribe to, to see us through. So I am against judgment, especially from the sober community. And I'm for, as of last point, making this community as accessible as possible for everyone. And I'm not sure how we achieve that. But if we do really believe that this is a movement, you know, a quiet, sober revolution, then it needs to reach everybody who needs us. So thanks for listening today. And I'll talk to you again soon. Bye for now.